straight out of context. For God so loved the world, I can do all things through Christ. Behold, I stand at the door and I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. God's not wishing for any to perish, for by his wounds you were healed. I pray that you may all prosper and be in good health. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Ask and it will be given, seek and you will find, knock and it shall be opened to you. Judge not that you be not judged. Train up a child in the way he should go and an eye for an eye. Repent and be baptized. We're just lifting up the name. You ask me anything in my name, if my people who are called by my name. You know, you've heard these verses. Do you know what they mean? Straight out of context. We're starting right now. Your weekly hermeneutical podcast. Good day, and thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Out of Context. My name is James, and I'm your host of this weekly hermeneutical podcast. And today will be the last preview pre podcast that we have. Next time we do one of these, it will be an actual teaching time dealing with hermeneutics and also looking at some scripture that is often taken out of context. I hope you've enjoyed these previews and I hope they've given you sort of a pulse of how we are going to operate. Um, The reason I've done them is to get me in the habit of doing this. We also do an hourly week-long podcast at TheologyAnswers.com. That podcast is part of the Christian Podcast Community and you can see more more about that at christianpodcastcommunity.com. You can also see our daily podcast called Are You Listening? And that is done every single day, and it's sometimes different topics, and sometimes I actually deal with a specific topic all week long, Monday through Friday. And you can go to jamestippins.com or anchoringfaith.org and listen there. You can also subscribe to all these podcasts on iTunes. If you look up my name, James H. Tippins, James Tippins, you can see those things. Uh, we also have a Sunday night called Theology on Call, which is a live Facebook question and answer. It's at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And if you'd like to join that and you have Facebook, you can go and find us on Facebook. And if you don't have Facebook, you can go to anchoringfaith.org and you can interact with us there live every Sunday night. And if you like to see the backlog of these things, you can always go to anchoringfaith.org and look at them and see all the different publications that we do. We're also working on a theological journal that will be released in the fall. We're going to publish our first issue on the topic of sanctification. What does it mean for God's people to be set apart for Him, by Him, and through Him? We are asking the Lord to send people our way to help partner with us financially to produce some of these things and to publish some of this writing as well as some books that we're trying to accomplish. You can see more about that at anchoringfaith.org and also patreon.com slash theology. As we study hermeneutics, I want to remind you that there are several levels of hermeneutical practice. Now remember, hermeneutics is the science of interpretation of the original meaning of the text, not the present meaning or not an implied meaning that might be applicable or relevant for today, but the original meaning. And that's one of the first things we need to remember. We sort of should start with a third-person approach. What did this mean to its original hearers. This is called exegesis, and exegesis implies that out of the Bible, out of the Scripture, comes its meaning. We pull out of the text the meaning. We don't pour into the text what we think. So that's one of the things we need to keep in mind. Another thing that we should understand is that as we exegete, as we ask what did it mean, we need to ask the question, 
Who cares? Followed up by the question, so what? What does it do now? What do we do with this? This would be our first-person approach to interpreting Scripture. So if we have something in the Bible we read, for example, like Philippians 4.13, we say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, then we say, okay, what did it mean to Paul? How do we find that out? We go into the text, the context, and we exegete. We learn what Paul was talking about. What was he talking about? What he's saying is that he can endure this imprisonment without their financial assistance because Christ has become enough for him. He can do this. This is the exegesis. This is what it means. Now, the next question or the next approach, if we can, what what does that mean? So what? What am I supposed to do with it? Some people call this sort of your devotion or your personal application. Well, what are we supposed to do with this? What we're supposed to do with this is learn the power of the gospel in Paul's life. What we're supposed to do with this is we're we're supposed to be able to see that in the midst of his suffering, he rejoiced. He counted himself really blessed to be imprisoned for the sake of the gospel. He was excited and pleased with the heart of the Philippian church to be able to have a concern for him in this time. And he was very, very, very joyful at the work of God in them that they cared enough about him in his imprisonment. But most importantly, he shows us in this letter that he knew that Christ was enough for him. Though this financial gift might be beneficial for him, it might help relieve some of the suffering. And Paul was not trying to be, you know, one of these guys that wanted to feel the burn so that he would feel worthy of the suffering. No, Paul was just saying that Christ is enough so he doesn't really have the need there. That's what it means for us. We can see that in the midst of suffering, Christ is enough. Paul expressed that. And another approach, and probably one of the most important approaches for the pastor listening, is what are we supposed to do with this now as it relates to those around us? How do we share this? Well, for the sermon, for the teacher, for the Bible proclaimer, if we are not First, asking so what for ourselves and understanding this devotional and intrinsic application for us as the Bible teaches us, then there is no reason whatsoever that we should go out and teach it to someone else. We must enjoy the journey of the teaching of Scripture for ourselves before we go out and try to teach it to others. And that's one thing I want you to answer right now. Why do you want to know how to interpret the Bible? Do you want to know how to interpret the Bible so that you can be an academic and you can hide in the third-person world of saying, this is what the Bible taught here and this is what happened here? Oh, please, don't let that be your only reason. Or do you want to be this personal, spiritual, walking individual who doesn't want to do anything but absorb everything for yourself? Do you want to have all of the answers for how your life is going to be impacted by the teaching of Scripture? Or are you stuck in this sermonizing proclamation, I'm the teacher, hear what I have to say? Do you want to put everything out there without ever dealing with it yourself and thus continually control and preach to the audience, but you have never really dealt with what you've learned? Friends, we need to realize that interpreting Scripture involves all of these things. We must recognize that this is important or we will be guilty of teaching a false message. We will be guilty of making false application. We will be guilty of preaching as a hypocrite. 
We need, we need the Word of God and its meaning active in our lives. But do not forget this, that the Word of God is living and breathing. Though it is written in the mere language of men, it is carried along by the Holy Spirit. It is inspired by God, the Spirit. So in this inspiration, God uses the Word of God supernaturally through its hearing as He chooses, as Jesus teaches in John 3, as the wind blows where it wishes, so the Spirit also blows. Friends, God saves through the hearing of the Word of Christ. God secures, God teaches, God ministers through the Scripture supernaturally. It's not what we can do with it academically, though we will study academically. It is what God will do with it supernaturally. Not just the language of men, but the Holy Spirit of God as it carries this illumination to our hearts and minds, and we then all of a sudden can see things with great insight. Not that it's not written in the text, but our hope and our faith and our worship and our very affection will be bound to the Word of God. We will see things in such a way that we will be able not only to embrace them and worship and know what the original hearers heard, but we will be able to say what it does for us individually as a child of God, and then we will carry it along to the body of Christ as we encourage each other, as we teach and instruct and equip each other through the Word of God. Now, I know this may seem a little preachy, but I'm very, 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 very serious when it comes to the interpretation and, most of all, the application and teaching of Scripture. It is not something that we should take lightly. We need to remember that there is a great distance between us and the days of the apostles, between us and the days of the Old Testament narratives. There's a great distance. And so when we see things in our Bible, we must not place them in our present culture. We must not try to find a cultural uh, symbolic or simile that we can say, oh, this must be like this. Even the first century church And how they learned and worshiped together was so different than what we understand in our present worship assemblies. Friends, the Word of God and understanding it starts with this principle that we need to know the intended meaning of its original writer to its original hearer so that we can, by the Spirit of God who inspires the text, understand, see, believe, and live as the church. Well, that's our podcast for today. We hope you've enjoyed it, and most of all, we hope you've learned something. Join us next week as we continue in the journey to rightly understand and divide the word of truth. Straight Out of Context is a ministry of Grace Truth Church. We are found online at gracetruth.org. You can partner with us over at anchoringfaith.org. Keep in mind that when we don't understand the Word of God, we may be taking it straight out of context. My name is James, and I'm your host. <laughs>